Hello everyone, welcome to Shovel School. My name is Aiden and this is really exciting. This is our first episode of the Shovel School podcast and there has been a lot of planning that has gone into uh, into this podcast and into these episodes. So um, this is just really exciting because I get to share my knowledge, I get to share what I do uh, with you guys and that's just super exciting for me. So before we get into today's topic, there's just a little housekeeping, a little jam session between you and me. Um, because I want to get to know you and I think you probably want to get to know me. So my name is Aiden and I am an undergraduate student at the University of South Florida and I'm also an intern at the Florida Institute for Forensic Anthropology and Applied Science. Now uh, some of the work that I'm fortunate to be a part of over there is working on USF's donor collection um, and helping preserve and process uh, those skeletal remains as well as assist in the skeletal analysis process to um, understand humans uh, in a forensic context. So some exciting work that's being done over there and I can't wait to share some of my stories and some of my knowledge with you guys. Now I would love to get to know you and there's a couple ways that we can do that. Um, of course you can always find me on all the social media platforms, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, at Shovel School. Um, but the best way for me to get in touch with you and for you to get in touch with me is through Patreon. Now you can head over to patreon.com backslash shovel school uh, and you can find me there. You'll get sneak peeks of upcoming episodes as well as some exclusive content. And one of the most important things is that you can get your questions answered and even give me feedback on the show as well as uh, maybe pitch some topic ideas if you have something really interesting that you would like to hear an episode on. And we also have some exciting stuff that's going to be launched on Patreon. So if you could just head over there, uh, that's the best way that I can get to know you and you can get in contact with me. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into today's topic, which is what is anthropology? Alright, so this is just going to be a basic introduction to anthropology um, because a lot of times I do uh, get asked what I do or what my major is and I always tell them it's anthropology and of course they don't know what that is. So it is my hope that at least today, I'm not going to keep you for too long, but at least today you can leave here uh, knowing what anthropology is. So the people that do know what anthropology is tend to call it a soft science, um, which ouch, because like... It, it's not. It's, it is a science. Now, it is a very humanistic science, meaning that it does lean more towards the humanity side uh, with studying art, culture, um, and with its cross-cultural approach. Uh, it is very humanistic, but it is very much a science. And I figured we should start with ba the basic definition of anthropology. So anthropology is, by definition, the study of humans across time and space. Now, that is a very broad definition, and because it is such a broad discipline, there are four subfields to anthropology. And those four subfields are biological anthropology, cultural anthropology, linguistic anthropology, and archaeology. Now, each of these subfields have their own unique way of studying what makes us human, and let's go ahead and dive into what these subfields are and what, the, what these anthropologists do. Alright, so our first subfield is cultural anthropology. So what is the concept of culture? Culture consists of beliefs, traditions, customs, and ideas that humans learn as members of a society. So humans adapt to and transform to the world around them using this culture. Now this is what leads us into what cultural anthropology is. So cultural anthropology explores cultural diversity among all societies, uses ethnography and ethnology to study human societies, and ultimately to explain the similarities and differences between cultures. 
So a cultural anthropologist will will study how variation between societies comes from customs and behaviors that we learn as the members of those societies. And they do this by ethnography and ethnology, as I mentioned before. So an ethnography is an account of a specific society's customs, practices, and beliefs. So this is done through fieldwork. Now, fieldwork is, of course, going out into the field and actually observing something. And this is what an ethnography is. The anthropologist will be out in the field um, observing different societies, customs, and practices. Now, an ethnology is a comparative or cross-cultural approach to studying two or more societies. So you basically use the ethnographic data to see a bigger picture. So a cultural anthropologist will do an ethnography and gather that raw data and that, that, uh, the observations from the societies, and they'll do that for two or more societies, and then most likely will complete an ethnology, which is the comparative study between, those, between that raw data from the multiple different societies. So this brings us into the mix between biology and culture. Now, we all have the same biological capacity for culture, and this capacity is learned. Our ability to use culture comes from our biological heritage. So basically, well, in a nutshell, human biology makes culture possible, and human culture makes human biological survival possible, if that makes sense. It's sort of a situation where you can't have one without the other. You can't have biology without culture, and you can't have culture without biology in a way. So this leads us into biological anthropology. So a biological anthropologist will examine human biological variation across time and space. So this is very similar to the basic definition of anthropology, which is the study of humans across time and space, except now we're looking at specifically the biological variation and the biological aspect of these humans. But most biological anthropologists will study um, biological variation, which is basically evolution. So through biological anthropology, we can look at how culture and biology change with our evolutionary trajectory. So a biological anthropologist will look at biology and culture and see how that changes over time. And they'll compare that with our evolution. So this brings us to linguistic anthropology. Linguistic anthropology is the study of language and the relationships between language and culture. So this is subdivided into two other divisions. Uh, the first is historical linguistics. Historical linguistics reconstructs ancient languages and studies linguistic variation throughout time. And the second division is sociolinguistics, which is how language is used in social groups and how group membership influences the language. So you can see there's a distinct division in linguistic anthropology, and yet you kind of need one to study the other. So a historical linguistic anthropologist will study those ancient languages and sort of piece them together. A lot of times they'll study languages that we don't know or we're still learning, such as the language of the Maya down in Mesoamerica. And once we get a grasp on these languages, that's when the sociolinguistics comes into play. So the sociolinguistic anthropologist will see how social groups and how group membership and people within those groups um, influence the language and sort of how they, how they influence how the language changes over time. Sociolinguistics has to be done with ethnography and with uh, cultures that we can actually observe in, in the real world. Now, you can do sociolinguistics with ancient languages. Um, you're just going to have to look at the more historical context of those languages. And this brings us to our last subfield, which is heavy in history as well. And this is archaeology. 
Now, they say you're not supposed to have favorites, but of course I do, and it's archaeology. And this is because archaeology reconstructs and interprets past human behavior and cultures through material remains. So we're looking at artifacts, we're looking at burials and mortuary behavior, so how these cultures are are burying their dead, as well as the ceremonies that revolve around that. And we're also looking at remains of structures. So this is done through excavation. So this is very heavy in field work and very heavy of um, being out in the field and excavating these structures and excavating these burials and artifacts. So after seeing the basic divisions of anthropology, there is a fifth sneaky uh, subfield that kind of likes to throw itself in there. And it is honestly one of the most important subfields that there is in the field of anthropology. And this is applied anthropology. So applied anthropology is the intersection of the four subfields. So we're bringing biology, culture, archaeology, and linguistics all together to to basically apply it to real-world problems. So by definition, applied anthropology is the application of anthropological data to help solve contemporary human problems. So a lot of these include public health, healthcare, economic development, and there's a lot of work being done in other countries around the world to help refugees using the, the ethnographic data and using the data that we have through the other four subfields, we can uh, help refugees sort of integrate into new societies and new communities. So where does all this fit? Now, there's a difference between anthropology, science, and the humanities. I know I mentioned a lot of people call it a soft science, which anthropology is a, is a science, um, but there is a small difference between them, and there is a way to distinguish between anthropology, science, and the humanities. So anthropology is an empirical social science based on observations or information about humans taken in through the senses and verified by others, rather than on institution or faith. So we're really looking at the raw data here, and we're really looking at what is actually going on in the world um, in order to draw these conclusions about, about humans and about different cultures. Of course, this brings up the question of ethics and anthropology. And this is because anthropologists deal with uh, very private and sensitive matters, uh, including information that individuals would prefer not to have uh, generally known about them, uh, especially with ethnographic work and cultural work, because you really are one-on-one -on -one with a person and you really want all the details. And all those details do matter when it comes, when it comes to studying the different culture. And the American Anthropological Association has put into place policies that help protect privacy in published papers. So, for example, if an anthropologist has research notes from a medical setting, um, the Anthropological Association um, has procedures and policies of how to protect that information and how to sensitize that information when you're putting it in published papers and putting it out there for the public to see, as well as for the public to study. Anthropologists have special obligations to those whom they study and those who fund their research, as well as those in the profession who rely on the published findings to increase their knowledge. So the anthropological community is a very understanding one uh, for the most part. Um, because we do have that special obligation of sensitizing that material for the public. One of the last points that I wanted to touch on was anthropology and globalization. So where does anthropology fit in the world today? Um, so globalization refers to worldwide interconnectedness in a way. So in the heated climate of the world, both physically and socially, ignorance or misinformation about other societies can cause or fuel, fuel serious problems throughout the world. Um, and this is something really important to touch on. 
I, I do have another episode planned to touch on anthropology and globalization uh, and where that fits in the world. So in the world today, there is a lot of what we in the field call ethnocentric misinformation, which is evaluating other cultures based on one's own culture. This can basically add fuel to the fire when you're talking about different conflicts and when you're talking about different cultures. Now, I do have an episode planned on anthropology and globalization, so please be on the lookout for that. Um, it's a it's going to be a really interesting one because this is really applied anthropology and this is applied anthropology in action because um, anthropology and globalization is a real thing and how anthropology is changing throughout our world. So it is my hope that you guys learned something new today, and this is basically the bare bones to anthropology, um, basically what I do as well as the four subfields. Uh, I kind of wanted to give you a basic introduction, uh, and a lot of the terminology you heard in today's episode is going to be used in future episodes, which we do have some exciting episodes planned. Like I mentioned, the anthropology and globalization episode. Uh, I also have an episode planned uh, about the East and West um, so we'll have a discussion about Eastern culture, Western culture, and how those cultures um, are connected to each other, as well as where the division is between the East and the West. So like I said, I hope you learned something new today. And of course, you can find me on all of these social media platforms, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and of course, please head over to Patreon so we can go ahead and get in touch. We have some exciting uh, stuff coming up that is going to be launched um on patreon and it's going to be exclusive to patreon so uh please consider subscribing uh and also leave a review i want to start reading reviews at the at the beginning of each episode just to prove to you that i read them because those reviews do matter to me um so please go ahead and leave a review and we'll see you in the next episode bye